0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today's poem is Longfellow's The Secret of the Sea. Longfellow loved the sea, and it appears often in his poems. He grew up in Portland, Maine, and spent many, many hours of his boyhood, either wandering among ships and sailors and offloading cargo down at the docks, or high on Munjoy Hill, watching the ships come into Casco Bay or disappear over the horizon of the vast ocean. His fifth collection of poems was titled The Seaside and the Fireside, his two favorite places to be. The Secret of the Sea is a mystical poem, just as the sea is at certain times a place of mystical experience. It can be difficult to follow The Secret of the Sea on first hearing Longfellow, looking over the sea, remembers an old Spanish ballad, which tells the story of a Count Arnaldus, out on a bluff with his hawk, who hears the helmsman of an approaching ship singing a song. The voice of the poem switches to that of Count Arnaldus, asking the helmsman to teach him his song, and then switches to the helmsman's reply before returning once again to Longfellow and his thoughts. I'll try with a pause to signal this final return to the poet's musings. The Secret of the Sea by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Ah, what pleasant visions haunt me as I gaze upon the sea. All the old romantic legends, all my dreams come back to me sails of silk and ropes of sandal, such as gleam in ancient lore, and the singing of the sailors and the answer from the shore. Most of all, a Spanish ballad haunts me oft and tarries along of the noble Count Arnaldus in a sailor's mystic song. Like the long waves on a sea beach where the sand as silver shines, with a soft monotonous cadence flow its unrhymed lyric lines. Telling how the Count Arnaldus, with his hawk upon his hand, saw a fair and stately galley steering toward the land. How he heard its ancient helmsman chant a song so wild and clear that a sailing seabird slowly stopped upon the mast to hear. Till his soul was full of longing, and he cried with impulse strong, Helmsman, for the love of heaven, teach me, too, this wondrous song. Wouldst thou, so the helmsman answered, learn the secret of the sea? Only those who brave its dangers comprehend its mystery. In each sail that skims the horizon, in each landward blowing breeze, I, behold that stately galley, hear those mournful melodies, till my soul is full of longing for the secret of the sea, and the heart of the great ocean sends a thrilling pulse through me. Longfellow fell in love not only with the sea and the ships. He fell in love, too, with the mix of languages and cultures he found in the busy harbor as the ships with crews from all the sailing nations of Europe offloaded their cargoes from all around the world. This set him apart from his New England contemporaries, who wished to establish an English-speaking monoculture, not of Englishmen, but of Americans, who would be, or become, Americans by throwing over their European heritage, whatever nationality it might be. Old Europe was old, and America was new and required a new man. Why should we not have a poetry and philosophy of insight and not of tradition, Ralph Waldo Emerson asked. But Longfellow loved the traditions of other cultures, and not just the Protestant European cultures that most white Americans in his day could look back to if they chose but Catholic traditions and Jewish traditions, and even the stories and traditions of Islam. He loved a name like Count Arnaldus in his poems. The mystical traditions and romantic legends, such as those of Spain he evokes here, are very different from the bloated, abstract romantic mysticism of Emerson's New England Transcendentalists. They're based in this world, the world of ships and beach and sand and hawks and song-charmed seabirds and the immeasurable depths of the ocean. It's in this thingy world that the mysteries of God and nature dwell. Let's listen again and see if we can catch an intimation of this mystery. The Secret of the Sea. Ah, what pleasant visions haunt me, as I gaze upon the sea, all the old romantic legends, all my dreams come back to me. Sails of silk and ropes of sandal, such as gleam in ancient lore, and the singing of the sailors and the answer from the shore. Most of all, a Spanish ballad haunts me oft and tarries along of the noble Count Arnaldus, and a sailor's mystic song like the long waves on a sea beach where the sand as silver shines with a soft monotonous cadence flow its unrhymed lyric lines telling how the count arnaldus with his hawk upon his hand saw a fair and stately galley steering toward the land How he heard its ancient helmsman chant a song so wild and clear that a sailing seabird slowly stopped upon the mast to hear. Till his soul was full of longing, and he cried with impulse strong, Helmsman, for the love of heaven, teach me, too, this wondrous song. Wouldst thou, so the helmsman answered, learn the secret of the sea, only those who brave its dangers comprehend its mystery. In each sail that skims the horizon, in each landward blowing breeze, I behold that stately galley, hear those mournful melodies, till my soul is full of longing for the secret of the sea and the heart of the great ocean, Sends a thrilling pulse through me. My wife and I go every summer for a week at the beach in Maine. We didn't go this summer because of the coronavirus. We missed physically being there. The salt air, the warm sun and cold bracing water, the sand between our toes, and the breeze as we walk along the bluffs looking out over the water, stretching to the blue horizon. But with this poem, though we can't be there in body, we can go there in soul. I hope you've enjoyed The Secret of the Sea and that you'll join me again next week. And visit this podcast website, firesidepoems.com, where you'll find my email address. I'd love to hear from you to learn a little bit about who you are and what you like as you join me each week by the fireside.